Today's episode is sponsored by Sulker Games. They do graphic design, videos, and photography for games. And this is a company I have worked with in the past, and I highly, highly recommend them. They did an amazing job on how to play video for my 4X space game, The Final Flick Tier, which is on Kickstarter a while back. It was super high quality, super well done. The sound was great. The game just looked wonderful in the whole video. I really think it was one of the main reasons that my, my game actually funded when I relaunched it the second time. The first time, I did not have this wonderful, beautiful how-to-play video, and I actually used it as the, the main video for the page. And I really and truly believe that having this super high quality, really well done video that just made the game pop, it just kind of popped off the table. It looked super good. The color just was amazing. I really think it played a huge role in why my game did pretty well the second time around. So if you're looking for a company to help you with some videos, I, again, I really recommend these guys. Javier, the guy that runs it, super professional, did a wonderful job, you know, going back and forth, just kind of working through all the details. Price is very reasonable. Again, highly recommend Sulker Games. That's S-U-L-K-E-R. You can find them on Facebook. Just search Sulker Board Games and you'll find their page. Send them a message or you can send it to sulkergames at gmail.com. Hosting for the Board Game Design Lab podcast is sponsored by Quartermaster Logistics, the leader in crowdfunding fulfillment and warehousing. Check them out at qmlogistics.com. Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an insightful interview on a specific topic in board game design to help you design and create games people love. And now, here's your host, Gabe Barrett. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab. Today, talking about game designers, talking about a game designer documentary from a guy named Eric Rail with Zoom Out Media. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's good, man. I'm glad that you're here. I'm excited to talk to you about your project, thing you've been working on for like two and a half years now and just traveling around the country, around the world, and interviewing some of the best of the best in game design, the, the just the greatest men and women from the industry. And, and I'm just really intrigued by what you've been seeing, what you've been learning. Uh, th- this documentary called The Game Designers, I feel like is a, a very fitting title. You're not trying to be too clever, just calling, <laughs> calling it exactly what it is. But before we kind of get into all that, tell me who you are, how you got into the industry, how you got in the hobby, that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah. So like I said, I started this project about two and a half years ago. Um, actually closer. Yeah. Actually three years now that I'm looking at the date. Cause I started wow. um, January, 2016, like in the beginning of January. So three years now. And uh, yeah, before then I was actually playing board games for, you know, maybe, you know, several years. Um, the hobby games that we all know. And uh, one day I decided that I wanted to um, kind of tell the story of making games, uh, designing games, because I had a little foray into designing my own game. And um, I thought that was like a really interesting journey. And I wanted to uh, tell what that experience was all about. So I decided to uh, make the documentary and try to capture as many things as I could about this world. Yeah, definitely. And now tell me a little bit about the project. Like what was your process? You know, how did you identify these different people and, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. So basically I just started off with my local design group in North Carolina. There's um, a pretty good design group there. They meet really uh, fairly often, like every other week, I believe. And um, 
So I started off with that group and I was bringing my game to them and uh, they started playing it. And um, eventually, you know, I decided to do the documentary. And so I, I went from bringing my game to them to, to filming them making their games. <laughs> and um, two of the people, two of the five main characters in the film are from that group. And then um, the other three um, are a little bit, um, probably more well known um, as far as um, you know the games they have designed. Yeah, gosh, and I'm just looking at your your website right here is thegamedesignersmovie.com, and just going through this list of who's who. You got Antoine Bauza, Matt Leacock, Kelly North, Adams, Eric Lang, Reiner Canizia, Bruno Cathala, Rob Davio, Emerson Matsucci, Liz Spain. I mean, you just Jamie Stegmaier, Isaac Schroeder. I mean, you just, all these just amazing people that you got to sit down and, and interview and, and talk about their process and that kind of thing. But before we get into that, like, why? Like, when you really set out three years ago, like you're going to put three years of time into this. What was the real heart of the thing? Because it had to be more than you were curious, right? It had to be something bigger going on. And so like, give me the why about this project. Yeah, well, that's a good question. Um, it actually did start a, a number of years ago. Um, when I saw, there's a documentary that came out, I think in 2007 called King of Kong. Mm -hmm. And whenever I saw, when after I saw that documentary, I was like, man, I want to make a documentary. Um just because it like it looks so fun to do, I was like so so blown away by that film that I that I kind of want to make my own, and um, so that was kind of in the back of my mind for a number of years. I probably should have started this project a few years earlier, but um, you know I was doing school and all that and and work and all that stuff. But then eventually I was like, well, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so I picked up my camera and went out there and. Uh, and I set off to make this film that I had been wanting to make for, for a long time. Um, so as far as the why, I guess, I guess, you know, I'm a storyteller and I, I like making things. And so mostly it's just because it was something that I kind of wanted to do. Um, um, I enjoy doing it. And, um, I, and then the other aspect is like, I would like for other people to kind of enjoy what I've made. Um, yeah, so I'd probably say those are the two biggest things. Gotcha. And now what was your process of like getting with these different designers? Because looking at the the pictures, looking at the trailer, it looks like you're in some of these people's houses. Like they they all, you know, let you into their homes, not just at conventions and stuff. And so kind of tell me about that and, and what you learned at just getting, you know, that kind of up close and personal look at these different designers' process. Sure, sure. Yeah, so most of the people that I interviewed were at conventions um, just because that is the probably the best way to meet um, all these different people out there and um, get to know who they are and, you know, do interviews. Uh, everybody flies in from, you know, wherever they are into one central place. And so it's just very easy to do it that way. Um, uh, but there were, yeah, like you said, a few where I was actually at their their location. Um, you know, I went to France and filmed Antoine Bauza. He has a like a little workshop. Um, it was like a a cafe at one point, and then he bought it and converted it into this small little workshop um, where he and uh, several game designers meet and work together and develop their own games. And so I went there and filmed him there and that's in the film. Um, 
And then, you know, I went to Orlando where Kelly is and I went to, uh, I guess all the main characters, Chris and Doug. And uh, then I went out to California to film Matt Leacock in his house because he works from home. Yeah, very cool. Now, what were some of the things that you learned just being able to to kind of watch these people work? Oh, man. Um, well, yeah, I did learn a lot of stuff, um, which was kind of like a happy accident of doing this project. Um, I When I set out, I really had no intention to do this to like <laughs> learn anything other than maybe to like improve my filmmaking skills. Um but, you know, they're, they're really good at what they do. Um, a lot of the designers out there and, you know, I talked with some who, who do this all the time and, and not only did I learn about game design, but I just, I think like more than anything for me being that I'm not like particularly a game designer myself, but more of a filmmaker, there are like these little golden nuggets that they all kind of had and, and, uh, you know, I get the get that information from them and kind of apply it to like what I am doing or I, I was doing with my filmmaking. Um, so I could go into more details, but is that kind of like what you're looking for? Yeah, definitely. And I don't want to spoil the movie or anything, give away <laughs> all the, you know, the, the best nuggets, so to speak. But give me like a couple of things that were your favorites uh, as far as like tips and tricks or just ideas that these designers gave you. Um, I'd say that one of the big things... Um, that they all kind of said was that it's important to keep on pushing through like with a project. Um, you know, it's a lot of work and you have to go through multiple drafts, if you will, of a game and revisions and keep on just, you know, Matt Leacock always says you have to iterate and iterate and iterate um, through all the, all the uh, problems that arise, all the challenges that pop up until you get it boiled down to like the basic essence of what the game actually is. Um, so that was something that I heard a number of times from all the designers that I interviewed. And um, so I'd say like that was kind of like one of those golden nuggets. And I think you could kind of like apply that knowledge and information to many different types of creative processes. And uh, yeah, and then I think, you know, another thing is having kind of the resolve in order to do like to do that iteration, you know, you have to have the resolve and the will to <laughs> stick with it because I'm sure as you know, it's kind of a challenge to make these games and they take like way longer than, than anybody expects most of the time. Um, so yeah, those are probably two, two of the big ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important for designers, especially new designers, people just kind of trying to break into the hobby, first time creators and whatnot, to understand that it's a grind for everybody, no matter if you're just starting or whether you're one of the greatest designers on the planet, like Matt Leacock, you know, he's saying, no, it's a grind. And you just have yeah. to iterate over and over and over again, because we, we live in a culture of six minute abs, right? And fast food. And I want it, I want it right now. I want to, you know, I want to buy it on Amazon today and I want it sh to show up at my house tomorrow. And so like we, we live in this culture that says, you know, instant gratification, but yeah. game design is totally opposite of that. It takes forever to iterate and play test and prototype and and do the art and get it manufactured and just on the in the shipping from China, like everything just takes so long. And so it's so nice for especially new designers to just hear that from from these veterans of saying, "Yep, yeah, 
you just got to keep fighting. You got to keep grinding. You got to keep working. And eventually you'll get the project to where it needs to be. Cause it's so easy to quit. Cause it's, it's not a six minute ab kind of scenario. It's, it's a, you know, six months, six year process sometimes. And so it just yeah. depends on, on what you're working on. Now, was there anything that like surprised you that, like any designers that, that said something or, or the way their, their process worked? You're like, wow, I never, never thought about that or anything like that. Hmm. Well, Matt Laycock did actually have some pretty interesting uh, methods to get his game, um, his games done. Um, he uses like this blind playtesting method where he'll get the people who are playing his new prototype to film it, uh, either like with a cell phone or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And then what he'll do is when he gets the footage after they play the game, He'll go through it. He has, you know, this huge monitor and actually two, two, two monitors. And then like on one screen, he has the prototype playing and he'll just, or the game playing and he'll just watch that. And then he'll be listening for comments from the players. And then he'll write all the comments down, like whether, um, whether it's like a, uh, something that needs to be fixed, like a bug or, um, like a design idea or something that needs to be changed, tweaked, and he'll write it into this um, spreadsheet log. And he's shown me it, and like, you know, for the next legacy game that's coming out, it was like pages and pages and pages and pages of these notes um, from these blind play testing sessions. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. And it's amazing how the higher up you get, no matter what you're talking about, no matter what field, what job, what industry, it's amazing how at the top, that's just kind of how it is. It's There's tons of data and there's tons of systems in place. And all that. I remember I was playing college football. I played at a smaller school first in, when I was in college. And then I moved on and eventually played at Auburn in the SEC. And it was amazing the difference in how the coaches approached the data of the game and watching film and breaking it down. Cause I went from like just a little bit of information to going to an insane amount of information that would all get compiled into these giant resources that they would give to us and say, all right, here's their tendencies. Here's the percentages on, on first down. They do this on third and 12 and they do this third and eight. They do this like so much data right, in place. Right. And it's you know, amazing how a guy like Matt Leacock, who's at the top of the game, so to speak, uh, is doing the same thing. He's compiling as much information as he can to make the best products that he possibly can. And I think that's a huge difference too, is, is just the amount of uh, attention to detail that he brings to the table. And I know Rob Davio is in the same place. I know Jamie Stegmaier does a lot of this stuff too, is filming and whatnot. And so I feel like, you know, anybody listening to this wanting to really, like, how do you, like trying to figure out how to get better. Well, what kind of information are you bringing in that you can turn into usable things to make your, your game better? Now, was there any other uh, playtesting processes that you noticed from uh, these different designers that like was really interesting or really cool or just really uh, well done? Yeah, um, at Antoine Bowser's workshop, he um, he kind of does this thing, you know, taking going back to like that iteration idea where, um, you know, you build a prototype and then you just kind of develop it along as much as you can. He really had that down to a science at his workshop because he had all like the tools there, um, you know, all the the uh, the paper and the glue and um, like a 3D printer and, you know, all the fancy tools to cut things. So he he really had it down to a science like him and Ludovic Mablanc. And um, there's another designer there, Quarantine, I think his name is. And uh, so they, they kind of like worked in tandem 
there's a you know a new if there's like a new prototype idea they would just print it all out from the computer or 3D print it and then cut it all up and then get their friends over to play test it. Um, so they really had it down to a science. They could play test a brand new iteration of the prototype in the span of like a week. And then if that didn't work, he's like, yeah, we just scrap it, throw it away <laughs> and uh, <laughs> do it again. So I thought that was really good because it's it really shows you that you have to turn over a lot of material and data and keep on moving forward forward with it. Like, I think um, like one of the issues I had was getting too stuck into a certain aspect or design with my um, the game I was designing and then not wanting to like move forward from it and like boil it down to its um, to its best version. So like when I saw that, it's like, oh, okay, I see there's just like a lot of filtering out you have to do. Yeah, for sure. And it's, <laughs> I think the more you, you get into the hobby, the more you get into learning how this process works, the more you just kind of let the game do what it wants, like go where it wants to go. Now you, you're still the designer. You still have to rein it in and you know, do different things. But I know a game I've been working on for a while, it started off as like this kind of medium weight cooperative with a bunch of dice rolling and action points and all this stuff. And the current version, it, it's a roll and write. Like it's gone from like meaty co-op to 20 minute roll and write because that's just kind of where the game consistently wanted to go, right? And so I feel like you just, you figure out what uh, design style you have and then let let the games kind of figure themselves out uh, on their own. And it's interesting that, that Antoine has his own like prototyping workshop. That's awesome. He didn't have to wait for the game crafter to send him all these new prototype yeah. cards and components and all that stuff. He's like, I just make it myself. I'll just 3D print it. I'll just print off the cards and cut them up. And I feel like that's kind of that next level of designing. Now, were there any other interesting things that, that you saw or, or learned from any of the other designers? Yeah, I think, um, you know, they all kind of, one thing that they did have in common was going out to the, like, um, playtest nights. So when I was in, uh, Orlando filming Kelly North Adams, she, I followed her to several, uh, playtest nights and, um, you know, she, it's kind of the same thing that Antoine was doing. Um, maybe a, like a little bit slower pace because, she has her own business and most of her time is devoted to that, obviously. Um, and she just does game design when she can. But um, she uh, would take the games to the playtest night and essentially do the same thing as Antoine was doing, but like at a longer interval. And uh, I don't know if that's particularly interesting, but um, it does kind of show you that you, to get to the same result, you you have to do the same type of method, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's no magic bullet, right? Even yeah. these you know great game designers, people on the top of the industry, it's it's the same kind of thing. They're they're making prototypes and they're taking them out to playtesting events and they're making the game better. Like it's it's top to bottom what everybody yeah. is working on. Now you you went to a ton of different conventions with this project. Which one was your favorite and why? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you want me to run through some of the ones that I did go to so people are aware. Yeah, go for it. Um, so last, well, actually two years ago now in 2017, um, I went to a local convention here in Atlanta called CMON Expo. And then um, I went to Origins, Gen Con, and Essen, the big fair in Germany. 
And then in 2018, I went to Cannes Game Festival in France. And then I went to Origins Gen Con. And then I went to Luca Comics and Games in Italy. So out of all those, I'd really say that, um, you know, I really appreciate going to the European conventions because um, it's a little bit different atmosphere than what you experience here at the state in the States. And out of those three that I went to, I'd probably say that I enjoyed Luca the most. Um, maybe that was in part because it's a little more relaxed because I had done all the major filming. <laughs> this was towards the end of the filming, so I'd done most of it and I could enjoy myself a little bit better. But outside of that, it was just like a really fun convention to go to. It's like in this beautiful town, uh, Luca, and you know, all the people there are super warm and friendly. And, um, you know, it's just kind of fun to see how uh, games exist and are played and designed and made in a different, in a different country from them from where I'm from. Yeah, definitely. Now, as far as the filming goes, how did you kind of break things up? Like, did you just follow one designer at a time or you know, when you edited and put it all together? Or did you have like different categories? Like, let's talk about playtesting and have a, you know, playtesting. Let's talk about prototyping, talk about prototyping. Like, how did you kind of put everything together? Right. Um, well, initially it started from the vision that I had for the film, which was to kind of show the struggle of making <laughs> a board game because that was the same experience that I had had. And that's what I originally wanted to show. And I definitely say that's in there in the film. But then I think afterwards, like after I started with that initial vision, it was just a matter of trying to go out and get that on camera, which, which is the reason why it took three years to do, because that, I don't know, it's kind of a hard thing to capture. It's like an elusive thing. And I think it kind of had to be in the right place at the right time to really capture some of the actual struggles that people like really feel when they're making these things. Um, you know, it maybe, maybe it's not there that dramatic either. Maybe they're just making something for fun. Um, so I kind of want to show that angle as well. Um, so, yeah. So I'm sorry, remind me of the original question again. Yeah. Like how you broke everything up into categories. Yeah, so so it's it's kind of like uh, a combination of trying to capture the original vision that I had, and then also kind of fully flesh out the documentary so it told the full story. Because I like wanted to capture um, people who were just starting out to those who were more experienced, um, and then also kind of capture um, you know designers from all over, you know, here in America, Europe and then in other places as well. Um, so those were kind of like the general things that I was trying to shoot for. Um, as far as like specific categories, like what I was gonna ask designers, I actually wrote up like a list of, I think maybe 50 questions or so. <laughs> it's a pretty long list. Like um, when I pull out the list, when I was interviewing people, they just kind of like, you know, their mouth would drop. And then I'd be like, oh, no, or don't worry, I'm not going to ask all these. So, um, so I started, kind of started there, just kind of like throwing like everything at the wall and asking everything I could think of and then hoping I could find some sort of interesting uh, story to tell from that a little bit as well. 
So pretty much just like a crazy scattershot um, <laughs> way of going about it. It wasn't very mathematical. Yeah, very cool. I'm interested to kind of see how it all gets put together, though, because and it, I can see how this would be a very difficult project overall to do because so much of game design is not particularly glamorous. It's not particularly exciting. Like if you were to film me designing a game, it would be like 75% of me just sitting at my table, staring at the, the <laughs> stuff, on the, staring at my cards, like just looking at it and thinking through a million different things in my head without yeah. actually even moving much. And then another 10% is like cutting cards out. There's like 3% of saying bad words because I'm so frustrated because <laughs> it's not working. You know, like, and so it's not particularly dramatic stuff. And so, but did anything happen in the filming that was kind of dramatic that, you know, kind of interesting playtesting session or like a breakthrough for a designer on a design they were working on or anything like that? So you're, you're right. I mean, game design is not particularly dramatic. Um, although I do think that it's probably more dramatic than most people realize. Like maybe the designer understands like that's a lot of work, but maybe their friends or their family doesn't realize how much work is actually put into it. You know, this, you know, this could create like some internal struggle for the designer. Um, because they, you know, they're doing a day job and all they can think about is going home and working on their game and building their game and kind of like moonlighting their project outside of work hours. And so when you really kind of break it down, there actually is like, uh, you know, it's, they're, they're not like dealing with cancer or anything like that, but you know, there is like an internal struggle. They're trying to like create this thing that they really want to make. So that was kind of like the heart of like what I wanted to capture. Um, I do think I kind of have those elements in the film. I I, I hope I kind of portrayed that. Um, but like you're saying, when you go and film somebody doing it, all they're really doing is just kind of sitting there, you know, take, drawing things or cutting things up. Um, so it was a little bit of a challenge to try to get that vision into film. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it turned out. Um, and then the other aspect is kind of, um, just like maybe more of an informational aspect to it. Just telling about like what this world of board gaming is all about. Um, for those who are maybe not aware of, you know, these kind of hobby games that we all, that we all know. So. Yeah. And let's, let's follow up on that. Who would you say is the main audience for this film? Um, yeah. So the main audience I would say are the people who are familiar with these hobby games and then obviously the designers and then for what I, the audience that I really hope to reach is the friends and family of, um, of kind of like the core audience, the, the friends and family of the designers. So I kind of think of it like a, a gift that somebody who knows this world really well can give to their friend or their family member who doesn't know about this world and be like, okay, so you, so you know why I go to, you know, game night every Wednesday, Wednesday. Well, this is the reason they could just hand them like the thing and then it'll kind of like explain it. Um, and hopefully a fun and entertaining way. Yeah, very cool. So it's it's a behind the scenes look at kind of the realities of things for people who have no idea, like my mom, you know, or people in my friend group or my family who have no idea how much work really goes into making a game. They think, oh, you're making a game. How how much fun is that? It's just fun all yeah. the time. Like, well, 
here, watch this and see how some of the greatest designers in the world deal with all the fun that they're having. Is that kind of a good assessment? Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Probably a lot better than me just rambling along whatever I said, but um, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's definitely, it. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Gotcha. So what's next with the project? Um, so the next step is the Kickstarter and, um, you know, I'm working hard here with, uh, Scott, uh, board game geek to, um, get the Kickstarter out there and get that launched and, um, you know, hopefully have a successful Kickstarter that's, uh, coming up in early February. Um, so it's right around the corner. Yeah, for sure. And if you're listening to this right now, it, I'm going to launch this episode right after the Kickstarter launches. So go check it out. Go find it on Kickstarter. The Game Designers. Is Game Designers movie? Uh, yes. The, web, the website is uh, thegamedesignersmovie.com. And then the Kickstarter will just be the Game Designers documentary or something like that. Yeah, very cool. Now, what all, what all are the uh, rewards? Like, what can I get through the campaign? Yeah, so we're trying to keep it like really simple. Um, we just want to focus on the documentary itself. So we're going to have a digital download and um, we're going to have DVD and Blu-ray. And then we're going to have a collector's edition, which will be like all the um, extra trimmings, if you will. We're going to have like uh, some featurettes, um, some uh, deleted scenes, some extras, uh, some outtakes, all that stuff um, in the collector's edition. So it's really going to be, oh, and extended interviews, obviously. Um, like probably 95% of all the footage in the interviews is actually not going to be in the film itself just because of time constraints. So the bonus content will have all those extra interviews as well. Um, and then we're going to have like an associate producer reward, but that's going to be, you know, for a select few, that's going to be like $1,500. All right. Very cool, man. Do you have any like closing thoughts or kind of last minute advice for anybody? Anything that you learned from this process that you just like to share? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I think one thing is to just like go out there and make something. Um, for a long time, I was just, you know, kind of thinking about it too much. I was like, oh, well, it'd be fun to do this or that, you know. And then the fun actually starts is when you actually you know, pick up a camera or sit down and draw something up for a, for a new board game or whatever it is, just like go out and make something. I think that's kind of the starting point. And then like we've already been saying, the real work comes in later when you have to start revising it and iterating it and developing it. But in the beginning, just have fun. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Eric, man, again, really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck with the Kickstarter and with everything else you got going on right now. Oh, thanks so much, man. It's been great. Thanks for listening. Hosting for the Board Game Design Lab podcast is sponsored by Quartermaster Logistics, the leader in crowdfunding fulfillment and warehousing. Check them out at qmlogistics.com and find all sorts of game design resources, bonus material, and chances to win free games at boardgamedesignlab.com. And until next time, keep designing, keep playtesting, and keep creating great games. Did I mention keep playtesting?